Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Another hour of the Jesse Kelly Show here on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Remember, you can email me, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. If you miss any part of the show, the whole thing's available on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. Everyone's kind of waking up uh, with a Biden speech hangover today. Everyone's a little raw, a little sore. Let's talk about something. Hey, Jesse, you've talked about national divorce and I wonder what your thoughts are on how it could happen with the national debt you, we have. How do you divide it up? How, how can we say we aren't paying it? So if you hold treasuries, you're out of luck. The debt's over $30 trillion, The number's too big, so on and so forth. P.S. My wife has a hair salon connected to our house. And after getting the Eden Pure Thunderstorm, the smell from the weird perm stuff the older women still do is completely gone. <laughs> You could say, I could says I could say his name. His name is Patrick. EdenPureDeals.com, code Jesse3, by the way. Anyway, back to what he's talking about. This comes up a lot when I talk about national divorce. Just to recap, maybe you're a new person. I see us already as two different nations. I mean, uh, do, do, you, do you think we're going to get back together with these people? But first, 
We must be honest with each other and with ourselves. Too much of what's happening in our country today is not normal. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. It's one thing for you to say that, or for me to say that about them. For the President of the United States of America to say that, come on, it's over. We hate each other. We're going to continue hating each other. And have you ever known a couple, shoot, maybe you are that couple that hates each other? For whatever reason, you hate each other now? Um, They need to go their separate ways before somebody gets hurt. What I've said is, and I'm not naive, I don't think this is going to happen, not the way I want it to happen. What I've said is we need to get a divorce. We need to come together and get a divorce. Let's just find some neutral arbitrators, whoever they may be, and let's go sit down and let's just agree that we hate each other. I hate you. You hate me. We cannot live together anymore for the good of both of us. We should go our separate ways. Now, that brings me to your question. People ask me all the time, what about the debt? What about the nukes? What about the this? What about the that? What about... Well, the way I envision it, and again, I don't think this is going to happen, but the way I envision it is it goes just like it does in a divorce at arbitration. Let's figure out how to split it up. Oh, you're going to have so much of the debt? No, we're going to have more of the debt. Okay, if I'm going to have more of the debt, then I need a bigger chunk of the economy. Maybe you have to give me more shoreline. Yes, I need more of this. You need more of that. I'm not giving up the dog. Yeah, you're probably giving up the dog. You can add the dog. And look, divorce isn't easy. Divorce is brutal and it's painful and it's destructive. It is. It is. I, I realize that. The reason I pitch for this is not because I'm thrilled about it. I think this is freaking terrible. I think that sucks. I pitch for it because we are already separating. And if we don't simply agree that we need to live apart, we're creating a situation here that might get very, very, very ugly. This is not a unique situation in history. This has happened several times throughout history where a nation, for whatever reason, really becomes two, at least two different nations from within. Two very different cultures, and the different cultures hate each other. And if the nation remains a nation, then it just boils and boils and boils and boils and boils until one day it boils over into something horrible. That's what we're in right now. We're in that boiling phase I don't want anyone to get hurt. Nobody. I don't want anyone to get hurt. So I think we should just come together and agree that we're going to leave. But, I mean, what's the worst that can happen? That leads me to this to ask Dr. Jesse question. Jesse, how come you never hear about the 60 to 70 million Chinese who were murdered under Mao? For those who don't know, obviously I'm not going to insult your intelligence. I know you know Mao was the communist dictator of China. Well, Mao... He had a bunch of different ways or reasons to murder people. One, he decided he was going to force everyone into these gigantic communal farms because he decided China was going to start selling its agriculture, trading off its agriculture for military prowess, big-time military prowess. He wanted to become more industrial, more military. He wanted he wanted to advance China. So, hey, all you, you got to go to the farm to do it. Well, Mao quickly figured out Man, these old people, they, gosh, they're more trouble than they're worth. So he just had them all killed and starved to death. Pregnant women, more trouble than they're worth. 
killed, starved to death. Children, more trouble than they're worth, killed, starved to death. Before you knew it, there was mass famine throughout China with bah, probably, we'll never know the numbers. They're, they lied too much about it. They hid too much. Pick your, pick your number. 30, 40, 50 million people died. That was just the beginning. About 17 years later, Mao decided, well, I'd like some more power than even I have now. I've got some political enemies. I think I'll fire up a cultural revolution. And it, part of Mao's cultural revolution was, see, we look at China as they're all Chinese. No, there's all kinds of different cultures from within China. And tell me if you stop me if you've heard this before. Mao decided to pit one culture against another and have them all murder each other in order to gain political power. Not that anything like that would happen here or anything like that. Anyway, the reason you don't hear much about Mao is most of your children's teachers are either communists or have communist sympathies. Don't get me wrong. They don't know really that's what they are, but they suspect that's kind of what they are. So if you're going to teach a class, I mean, you do a lot of focus on Hitler, right? Hitler, Hitler, Hitler. We got a year of Hitler, a Hitler, and that's fine. You should teach about Hitler, teach about the Holocaust. But some reason Mao murdering a bunch of people doesn't get taught that much. Why do you think that is? Because they want your child to graduate high school and they, they don't really want to, they don't want to poison the communist. Well, they really want him to have an open mind. We don't need to focus on what happened to China. Okay. A couple mistakes in the Soviet union. Whoops. Oop, China messed up a little bit. Hey, that, that's no reason we shouldn't try con- uh, collectivism, son. Hey, it can always work. Next time it'll work. Next, next time it'll be better, baby. You know, freedom is not free. By the way, I uh, do want to play this courtesy of RNC research. Actually, remember. They keep complaining about people who admit they lost an election. This was Biden from last night. Democracy cannot survive when one side believes there are only two outcomes to an election. Either they win or they were cheated. I believe that there were many funny things that happened in my election. I believe he knows he's an illegitimate president. And that's where the MAGA Republicans are today. They don't understand what every patriotic American knows. You can't love your country only when you win. It's fundamental. American democracy only works only if we choose to respect the rule of law and the institutions that were set up in this chamber behind me. Trump didn't actually win the election in 2016. He lost the election, and he was put into office because the Russians interfered. Only if we respect our legitimate political differences. I will not stand by and watch. I will not the will of the American people be overturned by wild conspiracy theories and baseless evidence-free claims of fraud. Russia did interfere in the election of the president of the United States in 2016. I will not stand by and watch elections in this country stolen by people who simply refuse to accept that they lost. You can run the best campaign. You can even become the nominee. And you can have the election stolen from you. Every side now is going to claim the election is stolen. Don't let them think that began with you. They did it for four years. Then they actually cheated in one. Now they tell you, you have to acknowledge it. Remember this. 
if a huge portion of the population doesn't believe an election was fair, it's not on the population to change their mind. It's on the institutions to prove to them it was fair. If the institutions don't want to do that, maybe that's confirming your worst suspicions, no? All right, we have a lot more. Someone wants to know about mixed height relationships. Ooh, that one might get spicy. Someone's in a red area in a blue state. What should they do? There's oh so much more still to come on the Jesse Kelly show before we get to that. Let's get to you taking care of your feet. Your dogs, as, as friends of mine have called them. Oh, my dogs are hurting. My dogs. Your feet matter, man. And I never used to care as much about that when I was younger. And then I realized if I'm wearing quality things on my feet all day, my knees feel better. My, my back feels better. I can feel it in my lower back if my shoes suck. What are you wearing around the house? What are you wearing for sandals and slips these days? You know, my pillow has sandals, slips, my slippers, moccasins for sale right now. And they're of the highest quality I've ever seen in my life. I wear my moccasins. I have the buckskin moccasins. Gosh, they're so cool and comfortable. I wear them everywhere. The wife's getting sick of it. She made me order a different color because she said, I'm sick of seeing you in those all the time. They're glorious. You get that stuff as low as $29.98 right now. You have to go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener specials, and use the promo code JESSE, though. MyPillow.com, promo code JESSE, or call 800-845-0544. Miss something? There's a podcast. Get it on demand wherever podcasts are found. The Jesse Kelly Show. You know woman, said stay away. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Friday and Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. And we are churning and burning. Did you see this story? Houston flight delayed after passenger airdrops naked pictures to the entire plane. Apparently, this, it's a Southwest Airlines flight. The pilot had to get on the micro- microphone and said, so here's the deal. If this continues while we're on the ground, I'm going to have to pull back to the gate and everyone's going to have to get off and we're going to have to get security involved and vacation is going to be ruined. So folks, whatever that airdrop thing is, quit sending naked pictures. (laughs) Okay. Um, One, yeah, that probably seems like a bad idea. Two, can't believe I wasn't flying to Cabo last week. Three, you know... I ever tell you about the time where I airdrops I airdropped a picture of my I think it was myself. No, it was the wife and me. We were at a bar. Uh, there was this. It's we were at a restaurant, but we were sitting at a bar. We we're getting ready to go see a movie. Sitting at the bar, having an appetizer and a cocktail before we go see a movie. <laughs> and so, of course, hey, well, let's take a selfie. You know how women are, right? So we take a selfie, and I get the selfie on my phone, and I just I didn't know what this airdrop thing was. And for those who don't know. Apparently, I don't know whether this is, just, this is just a certain kind of phone or what, but I can I can pull up a picture or something on my phone, and you'll see a little airdrop symbol on it, and it depends on your settings. Don't ask me all the technical babble on it, but you can just drop that picture to anyone in the general area. There's a proximity limit on it who has their airdrop open or something like that. So the wife, she took this picture. And then she sees me messing with my phone real quick. She says, what are you doing? I said, I'm airdropping this picture to everyone in the restaurant. She said, oh my gosh, no, you're not. You know, horrified immediately. 
boom, I doop, dropped it to somebody who across. I didn't know where they were, right? Who they were, but I drop it to someone who had their airdrop on. All of a sudden, this woman sitting across from us at the bar gets this picture on her phone and you see her look at her phone and look up at us because it's a picture of us and she just bursts out laughing. She's just dying. So now I'll do this all the time. If I ever get stuck in meetings, because there's always some meeting with suits and stuff like that. If I'm in one of these in-person meetings, although they don't really have those anymore. Now I'll take like a picture of Doritos or something like that. And I'll just drop it to everyone in there. It's the greatest. What Chris? It's fun. You don't have any fun. Dear war, world's tallest little person, I heard you talk about mixed weight relationships the other day. How do you feel about leading the charge on mixed height relationships? I'm a foot taller than my wife and people stare at us like we were a freak show. In fact, I think most think I'm just there so I can get top shelf groceries down so she can cook us delicious meals. Del- delicious. Delicious meals. Shut up, Chris. Sometimes I mix between Spanish and English. You know how I habla. That's what the problem is. It's about time us leaf eaters have a voice and you're just a man to look down upon those who think less of us. What do you say? It says, P.S. My 11-year-old daughter thinks you are an immature child and it's absolutely hysterical. I know if you crack off the Howard Dean yell followed by a fart, it will guarantee an eye roll from her and my 40-year-old self will laugh uncontrollably. <laughs> okay. Here's the thing about mixed height relationships. Women talk about how things are unfair all the time. For hey, Things are unfair. These, things are easier for men. And sometimes that's true. Sometimes it's not true. I'll tell you this, ladies. One, thing's, one of the things that's wildly out of proportion is this. Height. You know what chicks love? Tall dudes. You know what chicks love? Tall dudes. Pretty much freaking all of them. All right? All of them. You know what is the appropriate height for a woman? Any height. Absolutely. Chicks can be dimes at five feet. They can be dimes at six four. Dimes are dimes when it comes to women. But if some dude, I mean, he could look like me, Chris, with a symmetrical face, me and Denzel, and he could be five four. He can't get a side, he can't get a second look from half the chicks out there. I realize life's unfair. I'm not complaining. Just don't get me wrong. I'm six foot eight. I mean, look at me, Chris, like a Greek god, like a Greek god over here. But chicks can be dimes at any height. But I will tell you this, and this is an undeniable fact. And the tall dimes listening to me right now will back this up. Tall dimes, they despise when short dimes are with a tall dude. Because if you're some six-foot dime, your dating pool, because chicks don't want to date dudes who are shorter than they are. They don't want they, Look, they'll settle, but they don't want to. So what, Chris, does this mean? I'm, look, I'm being honest, okay? We're being honest here. You know it's true. Chris is a, a fellow six-footer. He knows it's true. So if you're some six-foot dime, your dating pool is real small. So if you see some little short chick, like the wife is 5'2", if you see some short chick with a tall dude, the amount of resentment inside of you, it just boils over. I've seen it time and time again, Chris. <laughs> Hello, Oracle. We live in a red, a red area in a blue state. What should we do? Move. Now, if that's all you can do, I, I, look, I realize everyone can't move. I'm not naive. People have family obligations. People have jobs they can't leave or can't leave yet. Or I'm a year away from retirement or, or, or a, a school that their child's in, a, a church they love. I know. I know. 
I'm not judging anybody. But you need to, right now, as the federal government makes you an enemy of the state, and that, that is what they're doing. That's what the entire speech is about last night. But first, we must be honest with each other and with ourselves. Too much of what's happening in our country today is not normal. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. Okay, so you need to think about the system, not just the federal government, but the entire national system, education system, medical system, entertainment, financial system. You need to look at them as one gigantic entity. That's what they are. It's the system. And you need to look at them as somebody who's against you. All right? They are they are arming up. They are planning on making you an enemy of the state. They're doing everything in their power to do so. You, what can you do about that? You can get to work creating as tall and thick of a wall in between them and you. If all you have is a local government, maybe a local sheriff that'll have your back or local DA, then that's all you have. But what if you can be in a red area, a red red town, in a red county, in a red state? Now you have local, you have county, you have the state itself. You need to make the wall between you and the feds as tall and as thick as humanly possible. I understand moving isn't in the cards for everybody. If you can, move. All right. Somebody finds it ironic that the South formerly had all these slaves and now it's the land of the free. How'd that happen? We'll talk about it in a second. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Don't forget, you can email the show anything you want, your love, your hate, your death threats, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Just another word about last night. I know we've been kind of avoiding that most for the most part today. It was such a Debbie Downer, so dark. But another word about that speech last night. Keep in mind, it's not just that that tired old fool thinks that way thinks that you're the enemy. The real danger is how many people in social media think that way. I'm talking about the giants who run social media companies. How many people at Google think that way? How many people at the FBI think that way? How many people educating your children think that way? Look, you heard that speech and you were down and out and it was dark and it was too much. and, And keep in mind... The people who bring you the news, they agreed with every word of it. President Biden delivered one of the most forceful speeches of his presidency. This speech, it really felt like a reset, like a reset that the president, the administration really felt like they needed. A, a, a vintage Biden speech and something he he wanted to give. These MAGA Republicans who, as he put it, represent an extremism that threatens the foundation of our republic. Because I really thought this was a fascinating bit of presidential stagecraft. So I think he avoided being overly polarizing. It, it was a very, very patriotic speech. What Biden is basically saying is 
There are two big movements in this country. One is mine, I want to defend this democracy. The other is a movement that is not in favor of those things necessarily. I don't, I don't know who the, it's not all Republicans, just MAGA Republicans are for. Like, I'm sure that there are some white supremacists who will vote with white supremacists who don't think they're white supremacists. We're happy that Biden didn't call them a white supremacist, but like, it's not for me. It's not that it was one bad speech by a bad president who's always been a jerk and now he's just a dementia adult jerk. It's that way of thinking is the way of thinking throughout our country, throughout the top levels of our institutions now. Like I've said before, it helps you understand how to prepare yourself for the future when you consider your last 10 political text messages you sent to friends. A lot of people at the Federal Bureau of Investigation would consider the, you a potential domestic terrorist. Your kid's social studies teacher would consider you a domestic terrorist. The actor in the movie you just went to see would consider you a domestic terrorist. It's how pervasive the thinking is that anything other than full-blown left-wing communist thought is, makes you a domestic terrorist and a threat to democracy. And here's another reminder. I said it last night. I'll say it again. I'll keep saying it. You're a free American and you're allowed to question elections, especially if they look very, very shady, especially if they look very, very shady. And then the system comes out and tells you it was the safest and fairest election ever. You're definitely allowed to question those elections. That doesn't make you a traitor. It makes you somebody with a daggone brain. Dear tall one, is it just me? Or do you find it incredibly ironic that the states that were the slave states are now the states that we're all running to running to for freedom? Literally 40 to 50 years ago, the South was still a dangerous place for blacks. The once free states are now tyrannical hellholes. Says I can use his name. His name is Scott. Well, look, there's there are some rules in radio. Now, I'm just learning these because remember, I'm still fairly new to the profession. But one of the rules is if you have a national show, especially, you never discuss the slavery or the Civil War or anything like that. Because remember this. Remember. People are listening to the sound of my voice in Boston, New York City, all across Pennsylvania, Ohio. They're also listening to the sound of my voice in Tennessee, Florida, Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi. Man, down there, they still call it the War of Northern Aggression. And up north, all the people think that the South were a bunch of dirty Nazis. So, look, you know, the last thing I would ever do is break the rules or break any radio norms, right? You're supposed to never talk about this stuff, so I think we should dig into it right now. Actually, I think it's fascinating. <laughs> so listen, listen. If you're a child, if you're a person who's been educated in America, you've undoubtedly been underserved by what they taught you about the Civil War, about the divisions, about the causes, about everything. So we look, we could take an entire show and go into the things that led up to the Civil War and the attack on Fort Sumter and things like that. But understand this. When we finally dumped slavery, when slavery was finally gone, the South, they didn't have their slaves anymore, but they did have and still have a serious axe to grind with the federal government. They simply do. And maybe you're sitting there in Boston right now scoffing at that. Well, you scumbags had slaves. Okay, stop. Stop for a second. Stop and listen. In their minds, doesn't matter whether you agree with this or not. In their minds, they were invaded by a northern army. 
The South didn't invade anybody until later on when they made the push up towards Gettysburg. Yeah, but they had slaves. Stop, stop, listen. They were invaded by a northern army. And this is back in an era where state the states themselves were basically countries. Never, 99% of the southerners didn't own slaves. They weren't slave owners. The slaves are mostly on these gigantic plantations where they'd have two, three, four, five hundred slaves. And, it, of course, these rich guys would trade them back and forth, and it was just despicable, right? They'd split up families, and it was, it was just awful. But 99% of southerners were agriculture people. They were farmers, they were poor farmers. And there's a famous story about it. You can hear Shelby Foote talk about it in the uh, great uh, Ken Burns Civil War documentary where the Union guys, they bust some Tennessee guy who was a rebel. They said, what, what, are, you, what are you fighting us for? You're not, you don't know, what do you know about the Constitution and all? You're not fighting for that. And a guy looks at him and he says, well, well, you're down here. In his mind, he was fighting off an invading army. They thought, in a very ironic way, they thought they were fighting for freedom. They thought that it was they they thought they had every right to secede and every right to keep their slaves. And they thought the North invade that's why they call it the war of northern aggression. You think I'm joking? I don't know a single southern friend who doesn't call it that. What, Chris? Chris said there wasn't any clause to say they couldn't secede. Well, look, let's be let's be clear about two things. Uh chattel slavery is like the most despicable thing in the world. Also, they did legally have every single right to secede, and they would have never joined the Union if they didn't think they had the right to secede whenever they wanted to. Legally, uh, they could secede all day long. Lincoln and the abolitionists didn't want to let that happen. They thought it was despicable that we still had slavery here in America, and frankly, it was, especially because we were behind other countries. So the Civil War, anyone, anyone, I don't care where you are, Anyone who acts like, anyone who breaks the Civil War down for you as some simple affair in the North, you'll hear this all the time. North good, South bad. That, that's all you hear. That's someone who either hasn't looked into it or they're intentionally being naive. And the same thing in the South. If, if they do that, South good, North bad. Okay, stop. It's a very fascinating, horrible, complicated affair with all kinds of angels and demons on both sides. The Civil War is actually something I found, I've always found it so fascinating to study and read and highly recommend it. Highly recommend it. It is a truly a dark period in American history, probably one we should avoid. See there, Chris? Now everyone will be offended and the email inbox will be full. It'll be awesome. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Remember, I don't care if you're offended. You're welcome to email me. That's fine. Whatever. I'm an offensive person. <laughs> While you email me, I need you to do me, do me a favor. I need you to pick up your cell phone. Right, we're going to go through this step by step. Pick up your cell phone right now. I've got mine in my hands. I need you to open up the call section because I know you do a bunch of other stuff on your cell phone now. I need you to dial pound. That's the That's the one where it's the... It's the four different lines, Chris, in case you didn't know. It's the four different lines. Dial pound 250 and then hit send. And then I want you to say Jesse Kelly, all right? Once you do that, you're going to embark on a wonderful journey. It's only going to take, like, what, Chris? It's only going to take less than 10 minutes, but you're going to embark on a wonderful journey. And then when you arrive at your destination, you will no longer be sending your cell phone money every month to Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile so they can then use it to destroy you, your values, and your country. 
At the end of it, you will be a Pure Talk customer. Their CEO is a veteran. They love this country so much, you actually talk to Americans when you talk to them at Pure Talk, and you'll save a fortune. And you get a month free when you do it now. So dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly. You're welcome. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. It's a Labor Day weekend, Chris. It's a Labor Day weekend. I'm With my three days off, you know what I'm going to do? I have huge plans. You know what I'm going to do? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. It's the best. What are your plans for Labor Day? I have to go, of course, do some youth sports things and stuff like that to hear all the suburban moms. Go, Aiden. Go get them, Braden. Graden. Go get them. But as soon as I'm done hearing Aiden, Jaden, Braden, and Graden, I'm going to go home. I'm going to watch documentaries. I'll be practicing with my mantis sex. Reading books. Don't roll your eyes, Chris. When you get old one day or older, I should say, you will you will learn to embrace the art of not dealing with people at all. Not dealing with people at all. I do have to go, oh, I forgot. Crap. I forgot the wife signed us up for some big neighborhood party on Saturday. And those are fun. What, Chris? Well, signed up. I shouldn't say signed up. Uh, committed us. Committed us. This is what happens now. Because the wife is one of these social butterfly people where when she's around crowds, she gets more and more energy. And when I'm around crowds, it's not that I dislike people, but I'm on a time limit. All right. The second I get there, the tank is starting to get lower and lower and lower and lower and lower. And at some point, it's going to hit E. And the struggle for her is this. I'm a very rude person. She says I lack shame. I'm not rude, Chris. That's not true. That's not true. She, you're both liars. Either way, I'm just going to leave. Whenever my tank hits E, you're going to look around. And remember, I'm 6'8", but I'm like a shadow. You're going to look around. What, Chris? You're going to look around, and I just won't be there anymore. I'll just be gone. And there's no better feeling in the world than when you've successfully slipped out of the party like a chameleon, and you cruise on home. And you know, they're all still there talking to each other. Ah, Jesse, let's talk about politics. And I nestle myself down in my chair, pour a little glass of Jim Beam, turn on. I'm watching a dynamite World War II documentary right now. Turn on a little documentary, and life is good, man. Life is good. Life is good. You know what I think I'll do when I do that this weekend? I think I'll text Seton. Seton is uh, the head of Chalk. Seton's hilarious. He's one of the most, you know the story behind Chalk? partnering with the show. Did I ever tell you that story? Here's how great Chalk is. I I mean, I tell you about the male vitality stack and things like that, but Chalk, I don't even know if I'm allowed to tell this story, actually, but I'm going to tell it anyway. Seton will love it. I don't even have to ask him. Chalk, they obviously, they're a company, Natural Herbal Supplements, but they're hardcore anti-communists. How hardcore? They had a big advertising budget for one of the social media websites, and They got banned off the social media websites for speaking out against the COVID lockdowns and stuff, the ways they were abusing the country. Well, Chalk, uh, the boys at Chalk were already big fans. They reached out to Premier and said, hey, they just kicked us off the social media. Is there any room to advertise with Jesse? We love Jesse. And I, I, we had a big meeting together and we realized, uh, yeah, we're basically the same people. And that's how Chalk came on board. That's the, that's the true story of how Chalk came on board. Tell me that isn't freaking cool. I told you they were hardcore anti-commies. Go get a male vitality stack, fellas. 
20% uh, or I'm sorry, 20% increase in your testosterone in 90 days. You have any idea what it feels like to have more energy, sleep better, think sharper? Ladies, female vitality stack. How'd you like to have more energy at five o'clock instead of collapsing at five o'clock when it's time to cook dinner? choq.com promo code Jesse gets you 35% off the entire store. That's gargantuan. choq.com promo code Jesse. Jesse, when I arrived in Washington, I was 56 and broke four years ago. I took a sales job, which was good. So I heard you talk about RV sales. With my RV sales job, I was able to save a huge chunk of money. Huge, he says. My wife and I listen to you often and have made the decision to move red and try to connect with others in Florida like ourselves. You mentioned Tampa, the Tampa area, which sounds the bomb. My wife isn't, isn't interested in dealing with pythons or gators, so there's that. What other coastal cities or towns you feel are worth a look Says committed to change the future. Says I can change. Say his name. His name is Chris. Oh, wow, that's a lame name. Oh, I'm what, Chris? I'm kidding. All right, one. Uh, go visit Tampa with your wife again. One, I'll tell you this. One of my favorite affiliates we have in the country is WFLA out of Tampa. Now, I was already in love with Tampa before the show started playing on WFLA, but that is one of just the coolest affiliates. Chris, remind me. We need to talk to the suits. We need to take a trip to Tampa and we'll go hang out with the WFLA people down there and everybody wins. We get to hang out in Tampa. We get to hang out with WFLA people who do like something down there. I don't know. Anyway, whatever. Have your wife visit Tampa. Uh, Gators and pythons. Listen, if your wife has a problem with gators and pythons, your wife's going to have a problem with Florida. I think, I hate to say this, she might end up getting used to it. And let's be honest, the wildlife in Florida is something you're going to encounter at some point in time, but it's not like you're stepping over three alligators on the way to grab the mail every single day. And Florida has this really, really top-notch uh, animal acquisition service that goes on out there where they run right out. And they, if, you, if you see a gator, you make a phone call, they will, they'll have someone out there snatching that thing up and taken off with it. It's not that bad. I don't know what to tell you, though. If you don't like gators and pythons, man, Florida might not be for you. They've never bothered me. But listen, that's going to apply across the South. It's going to apply in all the cool Southern states that everyone dumps on. Mississippi is cool, underrated. Alabama is sick. You know what else Alabama has? We're going to get so much hate from our Bama fans now, Chris. Alabama has beaches that you don't think about. You've never heard of them, have you, Chris? Look up a map and you can see. Look up a map and you'll see. It looks like it's about a quarter inch wide. The the portion of Alabama that borders the ocean, the portion of Alabama that's on the coast, Alabama has beautiful beaches. Alabama's sweet. Georgia's sweet. The Carolinas. But look, you're, if you want to go to a subtropical, warm, red area, the, the south, you want to go to the southeast you're going to have to deal with mosquitoes. You're going to have to deal with loud frogs at night. You're, just, you're going to have to deal with heat, with soul-crushing heat. That's the way it is soul-crushing, Chris. Don't defend Texas weather to me ever again. Don't. And I will say, though, I'm also in Houston, so we have maybe the worst weather in the state. If you're right on the coast, 
the weather's more regulated because of the ocean air and ocean water and ocean breeze and stuff like that. But if you go, look, you want to live in red America, but you don't want alligators and pythons, move to Wyoming. Let's see, now we're going to get a hate mail from people in Wyoming. Move to Idaho. Move to Utah. Utah, no one talks about Utah. Why don't people talk about Utah? Utah is stupid cool. I just got back from uh, Utah. It was a couple weeks ago. The wife and I were eyeballing each other. We're, the, we're saying, oh my gosh, I could live here. I forget, And I've been. I spent a ton of time in Utah. You forget how cool Utah is. I don't know what it is. Do people just forget Utah exists? It's this gigantic state. What, Chris? See, that's the thing, Chris. Chris brought up, he thinks people have some kind of stigma about Utah because of Mormons. But here's what I don't understand. What's wrong with Mormons? I mean, I understand. Look, Chris, you're Jewish. You'd get along with every Mormon guy I've ever known. What are they? They're very similar culture-wise. Obviously, it's a very different religion. You believe in different things, especially because you guys killed Jesus and they didn't. But you're going to have good families, good families, good values, good things like that. I always get along great with Mormons. What, Chris? What? It's, that's the thing. People think about Utah and they think it's some big Mormon like cult or something like that. Uh, more, I always get along great with Mormons. What's the problem? I don't know. Maybe I'm naive. All right. We have more. We have a pride parade in a local red town. What? How's that happen? I'll explain in a second. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 